Here we go, Mama Bear. We're live on Facebook. Your first Facebook appearance ever. Mm, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You don't even have your own Facebook account, but you're doing a, a live Facebook post. Isn't that cool? That's exciting. I'm excited to be here tonight, Grace. Yay! I'm excited to have you. This is my mom, Irene Wins, and she works for Meridian uh, Bank. Meridian, what's the, what's the proper name? It's actually Meridian Credit Union. Okay. But they're also a bank as well. They also have a banking section that's just come on this year, but I work for Meridian Credit Union. Okay, well that's good. And mom is the inspiring businesswoman for me. She is somebody that I just uh, take a lot of uh, learning from. I've watched my mom be an amazing businesswoman all of her life. So I've grown up having the uh, greatest mentor and it's so amazing that it's my own mom that has been my business uh, mentor. So it's with great privilege that I have my mom on site with me tonight to talk about mortgages, something that my mother knows better than any person I know. Um, she has agents, realtors uh, following her for years and years and years. Wherever she has uh, worked from, they have followed her because uh, her dedication, her commitment, and her service excellent is by far just supreme. And so the results is that because of people just following her. I've watched as I've grown up watching uh, as my mom has uh, changed jobs and positions that her customers have, uh, her fan club, you could say, have uh, followed her. And it's just because of uh, what she offers her clients and her customers and she, the care that she gives. Um, so that's my bragging of you, mom, but you need to do your own bragging. We'd like oh. to just tell the people about uh, your background and where you have come from as a business standpoint, where you started and where you are today. And then we'll go into what we're talking about as uh, people start to come on to our life, um, live Facebook. So if you can start liking and sharing, and so we can try to get as many people on tonight because you're gonna wanna hear actually what uh, she has to say about mortgage. There's mortgage rules. Um, they're gonna be changing for 2018 and they could actually really greatly affect the buyer, the home buyer come 2018. So it's really, really important for you to like our live Facebook and share it and try to get as many people um, involved in our conversation. We want questions so that uh, my mom can answer them the best that she can uh, for you and offer a service to you tonight. So this is a really great opportunity. We're gonna have a lot of fun, a lot of great discussion and uh, we'll definitely be sharing it afterwards, but it would be great to have as many people engaged with us as possible because then it'll really drive it where it needs to go. Anyways, mom, if, as uh, we're just waiting for people to come, you can start uh, telling us about your business walk, your business journey. Mm, well, thank you, Grace. <laughs> I don't know if I can live up to all those expectations or not, but um, I've been a long time in the financial business uh, sector, long time in banking, long time in banking. Um, I work. I just finished working 20 years for Scotia Bank. Uh, my last position was branch manager, 
and my passion always has been mortgages. Um, I worked as a broker many years ago with a mortgage company um, and I've worked with trust companies and Royal Bank and Metropolitan Life, McKinsey Trust. So I've been around the bend. I've Metropolitan, been around the bend. Metropolitan, Metropolitan Trust. Metropolitan Trust in Calgary. And, and mm -hmm. McKinsey Trust mm -hmm. in Midland Walwyn. So I have a long, long time of working in mortgage business. And uh, my passion is to help people. I love to help people. I love to uh, take the first time home, uh, buyer by the hand and lead them through the process. And it's not true that every mortgage is the same or every person, every person is different. Mm -hmm. So situations are different, where you are in your, your life, where what your goals are. And uh, that's been something that I have enjoyed over the years is just walking people through, helping them with their finances, seeing what the best place for them is and where to put them. And uh, so when it comes to mortgages, that's a passion of mine. I enjoy talking about mortgages. I can, when it comes to mortgages, I can do the talk. So um, if there are questions out there, I hope that I can uh, answer them for you. Grace has, has given some questions here for us to talk about. And, uh, but certainly if there's anything on your mind, then hopefully we can answer them for you. Yeah, that would be really exciting to get some uh, questions and feedback yes. and everything, yes. right? Because yes. that makes it a lot more fun when other people join in. I just want to make sure that we can see who is talking to us. Brooklyn is trying to come in for a little bit of a show here. Grandma and, Gra and, Grandma and Mommy are having a little bit of a chat about mm. mortgages. Do you know what a mortgage is? No. No? Well, one day you will find out and your grandma will teach you all about it. But right now, grandma needs to teach a lot of people, other people about what mortgages are who actually are looking into buying a home in the near future. So we're going to get down to that. So if you can go and see Daddy and Alyssa and Grandma and Mommy are going to carry on with, uh, with our questions. Okay. So one of the one of the things that people are really interested in is hearing all these new rules and how it's going to affect us January the first, and what that is going to, how that is affecting is is for people to be able to qualify. So it's it's going to make it a little more difficult for people um, because they have to qualify based now on the Bank of Canada rate, which has been steadily going up. We had another increase uh, just in the last week where they've now changed the Bank of Canada rate to 4.99. So if you hear rumors about rates are going up to 5%, they haven't gone up to 5%. You still can get your, your rates are still good, although they have, uh, they are on the increase. And the last year they've, we were putting mortgages out five year at 2.44, Grace. Yes. And now they're up to <laughs> 3.15 and higher for a five year. So. Um, that's a short time to see how quickly they can go up. How will that, in that, in that jump, how much is that affecting people just even with that rise? Have you, have you noticed a change even with approvals um, since the rate has gone up from there? Well, it affects them and it affects them more now because the government has put into place that they have to qualify based on that Bank of Canada rate. So even though the rate now is 3.15, they have to qualify based on 4.99, effective this, this week basically, and, and effective January 1st. Um, all along it has been for the last few months that they've, 
if you had a CMHC mortgage or insured mortgage, you had to qualify based on that Bank in Canada rate. But on conventional side, where you put down 20%, you still could qualify based on um, the five-year rate that you were getting. So the difference that it makes, it will definitely make a big difference to people qualifying for a mortgage. For example, a $300,000 mortgage is about $1,400 a month, $1,450, somewhere in that range. So that would be your payment, but you have to qualify based on about 1800. So that's okay. the difference, makes about $300 difference on a $300,000 mortgage. Mm. So instead of qualifying at 3.15, you have to qualify at 4.99 now. Wow. So that makes the difference. And that's, that is, um, it's affecting the first time home buyer, the middle class family, because as you know, they're, the income is a little bit lower there. For high income earners, it's not gonna affect them much unless they're buying millions of dollar properties. But um, it's the one that's gonna affect is the first time home buyer and that middle class person. And But that's the only thing that's affecting the federal uh, qualifications is, and they're trying to slow it down and they have slowed it down is what they're, they've, you, I'm sure you've seen the, the difference in what's happened in the last few months that the real estate market has started to slow down a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Um, we have our first question in for you tonight, Mom. It says, what are some tips for the first time home buyer? Okay, the first time home buyer is um, one of the, well, one of the benefits with the first time home buyer is that you, um, the government will give up to $5,000 on your land transfer tax. Yes, that's awesome. So that's, that's awesome. And that's a one-time only um, gift or offer. No matter where you are in the world, it doesn't, you don't get a second chance. It's a one-time thing. With oh. the other side that there is for the first time home buyer is RSPs. So you can put up to, I believe it's 20 or 25,000, um, take out of your RSP to put towards um, your home as a down payment. And then you have 15 years to pay back. And what happens with that payback is it's only 1 15th of whatever it was that you had. And if you don't put it back into the RSP, it just gets added onto your income. So, uh, you know, a $500 um, payment or $1,500 or whatever onto an income isn't going to make a huge difference on income tax. So, and that's the hardest part for the first time home buyer is getting your, your down payment. So if you're wanting to buy a house and you, how can I do it? That's one of the ways that can help is, is to take advantage of making RSP contributions. And then your RSP, you get that tax break as well as being able to have that benefit of, of uh, taking it out. It has to be in for 90 days uh, before oh. you can take it out. Oh. So you don't, don't wanna make, mm. an, make an RSP contribution 30 days before you're closing and think you can take it out. Cause if you do, then you're gonna get taxed. So write um, that down, make a note, <laughs> do not deposit in your RSP 30 days before closing because you will not get it out. Okay. Well, you'll get it out, but you'll be taxed on it. Oh, yeah. So as long as it's in there for 90 okay. days, then you don't get taxed on it. It's a benefit that you can have. And you can say, oh, well, I did own a house before. So if you owned a house before, if it's, I believe it's five to seven years, I would have to check, but um, you can again be classified as a first time home buyer in that regard and use RSPs. Um, so that's a good point.
point to know too because some people think that oh I owned a home so I can never use that benefit again but you can if you haven't owned a home for at least five years oh only five years I, I believe it's either five oh. or seven but I think it's five years oh. unless they've changed it that you can take it out again and put it towards a first-time buyers program what if uh, what if we live up to my my dream and I sell everything and I move away for a couple of years and live off the land or live in Bahamas for a couple of years and or five years can I come back and I can then I can uh, purchase a home and use that benefit again as a yes. first time home buyer yes if it's five years but not for five years you have to if not owned a home for five years but yes if you came back into the country after five years then you could again, if you had money in your RSP, could take it out under the home buyer program and use that. Wow, well, that's really nice for uh, people that have moved away from their homeland and been away a while, that uh, when they do move back, that they if they wait five years, then they can have that uh, benefit of getting that uh, land transfer tax. No, back. land transfer I mean, tax the, does not count, RSP. RSP, I mean, sorry, yes. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so that's really good, that's awesome. Yeah. Very good. Is there another tip? How is there something about um, are they changing things with um, borrowing money from parents? If parents want to give their kids money or help out with buying the first home, is they can still do a gift. Okay, um, and it has to be a gift. It has to be not arm's length. Can, cannot be borrowed money from parents. Um, it has to be a gift that they are giving them a down payment, a gift oh, okay. of however much money, and that it's non, um, not repayable. That it's it is a gift towards their first home. Ah, wow, um, that's nice. Yeah, and they can still <laughs> By law. Can... We don't have to pay it back to you. It has to be a gift. <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh. Yes. So um, yes, parents can still give a gift to their to their children. Um, for a down payment and it's not just home first-time home buyers that can get in with 5% down you can have, be a second time owner and have owned a home before and can still purchase with 5% down oh okay yeah so of course purchasing with 5% down then it is a um, it's a insured mortgage um, that was one of the questions I think you had, Grace, was what are the different kinds of mortgages? Mm. And there's really two, there's really only two kinds of mortgages. There's either conventional mortgage or there is insured mortgage. And what that means is with a conventional mortgage, you need to put 20% down. If you put 20% down, then you don't have an insurance, an insurance cost. And because um, it can be quite expensive, with only five percent down, the the insurance cost is four percent. So you're putting five percent down, and four percent's costing you to go to the insurance company. Mm -hmm. But that's a one-time fee. Gets added to your mortgage. It's not something you have to come up with. It's added to the mortgage, and that's the hardest part for everyone is to to be able to save that down payment. Yeah. So if your goal is to get into a house, and you're, you don't have a lot of money to put down or you're struggling to save money because that's the hardest part. If you're paying $1,500, $2,000 a month and all the everything else, it's not that easy to make those, those savings, right? Yeah. So it is nice that you can still, if your goal is I want to own a home and so for a starter, then that 5% down is, is, is very um, doable, mm -hmm. right? You can, it's a lot easier to save $10,000 
takes longer and harder to save 20 or 25, depending on your where you are and what your income is. So um, it is nice to know that you can still get in with 5%. Of course, the yeah. more you have down, the better it is. So it drops as it, it drops, but, Payments, yeah. but um, there are really only two kinds of mortgages, conventional and insured. And so oh, okay. conventional is 80,000, 80% and less. And insured is anything over 80,000 or 80%, sorry, I'm saying 80,000, 80% is a insured mortgage. Okay, that's so good. Thank you. And we have another question in for you. It says, hi, Irene, I'm worried about the capital gains reporting. Can you tell me who that will affect? The capital gains reporting. Well, <clears throat> see, that's a loaded question because really that's for a tax expert. But capital gains is, is something that's, that's charged for like a second property. On the primary residence, we still in Canada are not, not um, are not charged capital gains on our primary residence. Now I have seen some writings on um, that on your primary residence up to 500,000 um, for household and 250 if it's a single before you have any tax. But up until now we haven't had any, any tax on a primary residence. Uh, capital gains is something that's usually on a second property. And the average is 15 to 20% is what capital gains is, depending on your income. But it goes on, you purchase the property, and then whatever you purchase for, all the expenses that's, that's pertaining to that property um, comes off of your earnings, right, of what your, your profit is. So if you bought a property this year and you sold it in five years, and if you... If you bought it for 200,000, then you paid 200,000. And if your legal fees, whatever they were, and then you, whatever um, improvements you do to that property are all subject to being taken off of the capital gains mm -hmm. and, and makes the net less. And if you sell and it's, so you paid 200 and if you sold for 300, then everything comes off of there, your real estate cost, your legal cost, and, um, so the balance is subject to, and, and there's depreciation involved in there. So it's not, um, it's not huge that it's not worth doing it. Right. Um, but you do have to, that's what capital gains is. Now, if you're thinking of, you may be thinking about the foreign tax. I'm not sure. Is that what you're, if that's what you're refining? Because we've always had capital gains. Mm -hmm. And on the primary residence, because um, I get this question all the time, how long do I have to live in my primary residence before it's exempt from capital gains? Yeah. So your primary residence on the normal has been that you need to be in that house for a year. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily say that you had to live there the whole year, but you had to have at least spent time there. And in primary residence can be, for tax purposes, could be a cottage, can be a trailer, can be anything. anywhere in the world, anything. But if you designate that as your primary residence, that's your primary residence. Okay. And then things change on the, the uh, laws of change towards capital gains. If you use part of that residence for business, because you have write-offs, yeah. then some of those exemptions may be, may be affected on your primary um, residence tax. But you need a tax person yeah, to be able to tell you that stuff. Did that answer your question? Hopefully it did. Do you have any further questions in regards to capital gains? 
The foreign tax that's just came in is 15%, but that is for non-residents. So that's for people, and it certainly has made a difference in the Toronto area where they have, um, uh, on foreign investors, they put 15% surtax on their purchases. And that has definitely affected our market and the real estate market. They wanted to slow it down. Well, they certainly have. Yes. And uh, But as a resident of Canada, you're not subject to that 15% surtax. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. Yeah. Good. Well, we want more questions out there. So for those of you who are watching, I'm so glad that you're watching us and uh, listening in to what uh, we're being given tonight. But it'd be really great to have some more questions. So we have a list that we're going through, but please feel free if you have anything. And there's no dumb question at all. Trust me, when it comes to mortgages, I've had to... Uh, learn a lot and I'm still learning and for me it's kind of in one ear and out the other sometimes when it comes to uh, numbers and mortgages and everything so I'm so grateful that uh, I have such an amazing expert close by to uh, ask uh, to answer my questions that I have so please type in those questions and uh, we'd love to uh, answer them and I'm always happy to answer any question on a mortgage um, mm -hmm. Another question is is about the rates. That's an, uh, something that's on everybody's mind. Should I lock my rate in? Oh, yeah. And that mm -hmm. depends on you and your circumstance. For the last year, I've been saying lock it in because everyone, no matter where you talk, what institution, they're telling you rates are rising, rates are rising. And as I previously said, a few months ago, we had two point, well, even around 2.3% for five years, and they've gone up now, our rate at the, well, the Meridian rate is 3.15 for five years. Mm. Some institutions are even higher than that. So rates are on the rise, and they're talking about more hikes uh, come January. So She can always get you the best rate. <laughs> well, I try. You do. It's not always about the rate, though. It all okay. depends on... It all depends on your circumstances okay. and what's important to you because they have no-name mortgages that have... No-name mortgages? They have, we call them no-name mortgages, which is, oh, they have no, no frills. They have no <laughs> privileges. Uh-huh. Yeah, they have no frills. Okay. They have no bells and whistles. Okay. And... I've never heard of that. Do very many people take the no frills? It depends on their circumstances, okay. right? Okay. So what does that but mean? But sometimes when you have these mortgages that are advertised and they're oh, wow, that's an incredible rate because it's so much lower. It's not always true because oh. there are conditions to get those. You'll find with mortgage brokers a lot of times they're advertising the best rate, which sometimes it's a buy-down rate. Sometimes it's a special rate with a small company or something that has a lot of money they're trying to get out, but they'll only put it out on A paper, which are people with really high credit scores. Their debt ratioing is low and... So while it gets your attention, oh, wow, that rate, and then you get disappointed because, oh, sorry, you don't qualify for that rate, but you qualify for this rate. So, oh, that's how you, so it's not you always, yeah, it's oh, not okay. always, what you're seeing is not always the truth. Are a lot of people shopping for rates? Yes. Nowadays, with the multimedia, with all the sources, people shop. They do. They're, and there's nothing wrong with that, with trying to get the best mortgage that you can. But you also have to look at what your goals are. What do I want? Like a first time home buyer, your goal is you want to get into that house. You want your payments as low as you can. Right. You're not thinking about that 20% prepayment privilege just because like the thoughts of that you're going to be able to put 20% down each and every year is not likely going to happen. No. But it's there if your circumstances change, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, 
with the first time home buyer and if they are, you know, they're just trying to get into that home, then they're looking for the lowest payment. payment. How long can I amortize? And you see the the thing with a, the longer you advertise, no the lower the payment, right? right. Longer so, it takes to pay it off. Though. But the insurance companies, um, if you're an insured mortgage, the maximum amortization you can do is 25 years. So um, that makes the payment a little bit higher, but okay. not a lot. And as you go along and you're in, and you're in that house, even though you took a 25 year, there's lots of ways to pay that down. Oh, really? Just even by doing weekly or bi-weekly payments helps you to pay it down faster. And by doing that, you lower the amortization, at, you're lowering it as you go along. And whenever you make a, a payment to principal, it comes right off of the principal. So you're saving interest in any, any of those right. ways. But for your, if you're trying to get in for the first time, you want your payments as low as you can get them. And you can get them pretty low, like it's quite... Yeah, well, yeah. I just said like $300,000 mortgage. And, and that's another thing with locking in the rate. Um, you know, if you are buying within your means, and you're just within your means, it's nice to have that benefit of knowing this is going to be my payment for the next five years. I don't have to worry about the rates if they go up or they go where they go. I mean, if they go down, you're disappointed. But they go up and that seems to be the trend right now that they're on the rise and the government is not talking about any relief. They're talking about rates rising. So then you know where you're at for five years. And if you have a really good rate um, and you decide to move, you say, oh, I'm gonna have a big penalty. Well, if you're gonna move and you're gonna get another house, then the reality is, is that possibly you can port that mortgage to the next house. And if you're buying a bigger one and if the rates have gone up, then the possibility of porting and blending that rate if you need a higher mortgage. So you get the best of both worlds. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So there's lots of options for <coughs> Lots of options. And it's like I said, everybody's circumstances are different. If you're already a homeowner and you're in your, I don't know, 40s, late 30s, 40s, and you have lots of equity and um, you're buying the next home and you're it's going to be a conventional mortgage then what may be more important to you because at 40 and 50 you're thinking i need to get this mortgage paid off yes so then what's very important is prepayment privileges and how can i prepay and how fast can i pay it off and so those things are are more important than what they are to a first-time home buyer yeah for right? sure so you want to have a mortgage with bells and whistles. You don't want the no, the no frills. frills. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have a question. I don't know if you answered it yet or not. Is how long can you lock in your interest rate for? Well, there's different terms. Um, you can lock in. I mean, they have as much as 10 years, but most people on the average is five years. But I mean, they have seven and 10. You pay higher mm -hmm. rates. And the average person will move every five years or mm -hmm. make five have a life years. change. So mm -hmm. five years is a good a good lock-in time you know if you're buying investment properties and you're gonna sell them and you know you're buying them to flip in a year or two yeah then you want to go short term because you're probably not going to replace that mortgage um, some institutions put a bonus onto a rental property and, and so your rates a little bit higher but you're better to if you know you're gonna flip that property in a year or two then you need to go for a year or two mortgage um, What's the shortest term that you can get? Well, you can go six months a year. Okay, six months. Oh. And sometimes they put on uh, good 
Uh, like they'll put on, like we just had a, uh, a what was it, 18 month, I think, for uh, less than 2%. I think it was 1.8 or something like that. Wow. And it was a short term, but it was, you know, sometimes institutions get a big bulk of money and they need to get it out. So they blow it out by putting um, a great rate on for a month or two, but it's always short term. Okay, well, that's really good rate though for yeah. short term. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah. So that'd be perfect. For and if something. you're, yeah, if they're mm -hmm. going to flip their property, yeah. on the um, but for a person who's going to buy a primary residence and they're they're going to stay there maybe a couple of years or three years and maybe they're going to downsize or they're going to move up. If they've got a really good rate, then they want to hold on to that rate and sure. so they want to go for, uh, you know, if they're at three point one five, and you know, maybe I'm going to move in two years, but maybe I'm not going to move for three or four or five, then um, it's always good to lock in and know, have that comfort of knowing this is where I'm at. And it gives you some leverage because if you're going to sell, a lot of institutions, they will, I know with Scotiabank, we did for replacement mortgages. So if you have a low rate, so if you have a mortgage on your, on your residence and it's at 3.5 and the rates are up to five and you're selling and you don't want that mortgage anymore that's a good selling feature that if they can oh, assume that mortgage they have to qualify to assume that mortgage mm -hmm. but if they can assume that mortgage then you as the homeowner can um, get out of having that penalty and you've got a good good selling feature for them to be able to qualify you just always have to remember that you have to you have to be able to qualify to assume that mortgage. So we could uh, we could very well be seeing some of those actions take place in 2018. Like for us, we've just renewed our mortgage for five years, right? Five or six yes. years, we yeah, did. Five years. And that was my question: is what if we decide to move in two years? I mean, life happens and life changes. And I mean, right now we have four kids. Um, but three of them, you know, one's getting married and one in right. the next two are going to college university. So in a couple of years, you know, it's just going to be, you know, three or four of us, um, possibly, who knows? So Seth yeah. asked me the other night, <laughs> what age, what age was I going to kick him out? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, mom, he says, how old do you think that I could be to stay in the house? When, when will be like the final age that you tell me that I have to move out? <laughs> so I gave him 26. <laughs> there you go. I think that was pretty fair. But, you know, in, in saying that, you know, in the next couple of years, our lives could look very different. So That's we right. might not stay in this house another five years if it, we feel like, you know, it's just too exactly. big for us. So there's options there. Right? Exactly. We can offer that up. Yeah, and you got such a great rate. I mean, nobody has that rate anymore. And the, the reality is, is um, you probably will maybe downsize, but you're probably still going to need a mortgage. Yeah. So, but you have the option to um, take advantage of that 20% prepayment. And the other side of it is, is um, depending on how much you want to downsize or whatever, or you can port that mortgage, whatever's left to the next property and and take advantage of, now they have equity plans and um, all of the institutions. I know uh, Scotia had a great total equity plan. Meridian has a equity plan where you can have um, different products under a collateral charge. And uh, so those work good for um, the higher end people or mm. you know that has equity in their house. They can use that equity to buy other investment properties or whatever they wanna do. 
we're hearing more and more about people, um, actually even seeing um, ads on television about um, the different options of people going away from the bigger banks. And um, Meridian would be classified as something different from the bigger banks, right? It sounds like Meridian is not something that is really popular because it's not one of the, the big banks, popular banks that people bank with. But uh, you have a lot of good options at Meridian. You have a lot exactly. of great services. Yeah, and it's on, the, it's on a smaller scale. So the services, you get great service, right? Um, and people will say, I, I know I had some uh, a client recently that a member recently that said about oh the bank said it's not as good at the credit unions and but the reality is is I say why isn't ask them to tell you what is the difference mm -hmm. because they have great privileges they have all the privileges that the big banks five banks have only their rates are are better normally than what the the five banks are and I mean they have 20% prepayment privileges I used to have to fight to get the 20% prepayment privilege at at Scotia, that wasn't something that they just offered or TD. You had to um, give a reason why you're going to give 20% or why you should get 20% prepayment privilege. The other, they have the same, um, they have weekly and bi weekly payments, and they have not just regular bi weekly and weekly payments, they have accelerated. So if you want to make your payment a little bit bigger, you have accelerated payments so that you can pay your mortgage off faster. So there's lots of oh, good so options. Good. Yeah. Lots of good options. So And I gotta say, Mom, wow, I've seen you fight a lot over mm -hmm. the years. If you need somebody, a broker, to fight for you and to get what is best for you, the client, the customer, this woman here will fight hard for you. She wears red for a reason because she can be strong like bull. When you need to get <laughs> something done, this woman here will uh do everything in her power and her means to, to get uh, things done and approved for you. Another question is, so what if I get pre-approved for a really good rate? How long do I have to buy? Usually 90 good days. Question. Mm -hmm. most, of the, um, most of the lenders, some there are some exceptions out there where they have 120 days, but on the whole, most of your lenders, it's 90 days from the date of the application. So what that means is you need to get your you need to buy and have it closed within that 90 days. And then do you have to go through the whole pre-approval process again? Or what, what happens no, if it expires? No, not necessarily. Well, it expires, they try to get it extended. And, mm -hmm. um, but if you get, if you send down, like some people just, all they do is put an application on and do a, and, and you're better to have a credit bureau done. You, need, you know, it's better to do a full pre-approval and a proper pre-approval, because there's nothing worse than doing and thinking that, oh, I'm pre-approved for a $300,000 mortgage. And then all of a sudden you buy and you've put the offer in and they come back and say, oh, sorry, you don't, I didn't know this and I didn't know that. And what about this thing on your credit bureau? Because they didn't take, they didn't do a credit bureau, they didn't do a proper pre-approval. And mm -hmm. so then there's a lot of disappointment from you and everyone else. So um, pre-approvals. But yes, um, yes and no. Uh, at the end of the 90 days, um, if things haven't changed, all they may do is ask for, they may take an updated credit bureau, they may ask for an updated pay stub, but if nothing has changed, then you don't have to go through the whole process again. It's, it's basically just updating the information that you have and extending it. Okay, that's good. And um, one of the questions they had was, um, what is the best time to get pre-approval for a mortgage? Well, now's the time. 
And the before best you start time, looking, is what I say. Before right. we go house hunting, you have to go and see a mortgage broker. Go get yourself pre-approved for a mortgage. Yes, that's right. Because <laughs> there's nothing worse than you start looking for a house and you're looking for five hundred thousand dollar house and you're thinking that you can get in. Oh, I can come up with my five percent down, and then you go to get your your mortgage approved. And based on your income, you only qualify for three hundred thousand. Or better yet, maybe you could get approved for even more than that's what you thought right. too, that's right? right? And that happens as well. Mm -hmm. People think, "Oh, I can only do this." And but you also have to remember. I always tell people, and they might not like this, but it's okay. I always tell people, I can get you approved if your credit is good. You've got good stability. You can get approved for a mortgage. But it's you that has to make those payments. Mm -hmm. And what you get approved for is on your gross income. And you need to remember that it's being pre-approved on your gross income, not your net income. So there's a big difference there. But that's why they have regulations in place for debt ratios, for, for uh, gross debt, and for total debt servicing. So they take into account, you have to take into account your what your principal and interest payment's gonna be, your property taxes, utilities, and then on the other debt side, it's whatever other debts you have. You, because maybe you're making good money, but maybe you like to spend too. And you've got this big, beautiful car. You're driving a Mercedes and you've got your credit cards. And the next thing you know, your debt ratios are really high. So it's important to go and and uh, get, in, get approved for your mortgage before you go looking. And that way you know where you're at and you know what, what you can do. Oh, absolutely. It's so yeah. important. And, uh, you know, you can, you can shop with a clear mindset, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Then you know where, where you're at and you don't have to have any disappointments. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's really important in qualifying for the mortgage is your credit score, Grace. You know, mm -hmm. people say, how important is my credit score? Your credit score is very important. Um, the better the credit score, the better the chances and, and the easier it is to get pre-approved if you are if you have a lot of debt and you have slow payments some people think oh I only have a $10 payment on my credit card due this month I'll do two next month uh-uh you don't want to be doing that because that's going to pull your credit score down what does a credit score mean for people that you know are you know just are for first into this and for the bank it is the risk indicator so mm. it it tells it tells the banking industry okay these guys are responsible or they're not responsible. If you're like slow and you have credit cards and you don't pay for three months, it's gonna affect your credit score. Mm -hmm. It's gonna say, the lenders are gonna say, listen, these guys are lazy. They don't pay their bills. So how are they gonna pay a mortgage if they can't even pay a little credit card? So it's important. Even if it's like a day or two late, yeah. then it doesn't usually this. affect. It doesn't usually affect a day or two. I okay. mean, it can, but. So you're talking. Um, I'm talking like five days, 10 days, you know, like you should On a regular be, basis. And I always, thing. on a regular basis, yeah. I always say, make that payment before it's due. And mm -hmm. try and not just do a minimum payment. Pay as much as you can because sure. the credit cards, the interest rate is higher, yeah. right? So you need to get that debt down before anything else. So if there's one thing I can tell you, make sure you pay your bills on time. Whether it's a line of credit or a loan or credit card. Make sure that there, the money's there to pay that on the on the day it's due. So protect your credit score. Protect your credit score. Yeah, that's good. What other questions do we have here? 
Um, we've answered how much the credit score and how much you need for down payment. What is the minimum amount needed? Well, the minimum amount is 5% of whatever your purchase price is. That's what, on 100,000, the minimum is 5,000. On 200,000 purchase price, it's 10,000. And the more you have to put down, the better it is for you because um, if you can put down 10%, then your, your insurance for that mortgage is less. So the more you have, the better tips for being able to save for a down payment because let's face it most people are paying if you're paying fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars rent a month and you're thinking oh you're paying somebody else's mortgage mm -hmm. that's a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage yeah fourteen hundred right now at three point one five is is a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage so for if you're wanting to start out and you think oh man that's well three hundred thousand i can't get a house Maybe you can't get a house, but you can get a townhouse or you might, maybe you can get a condo and that's a stepping stone. That gets you into the market because if you're not in the market, you're gonna be left behind because regardless, property goes up. Mm -hmm. And you have these people that are skeptical saying, oh, everything's going down, it's gonna crash. Do you think it's gonna crash, Grace? Mm -mm. No, I don't Too many people are crash. moving into this country. That's right. Every single month, people yeah. are moving into Canada, so it's you know yeah. it's a growing it's a growing it's uh, a growing time country, in it. Yeah. And if you are thinking and seriously thinking, I would really like to get a house. I'd really like to be able to know how to to go ahead and that I'm going to be able to own my own house instead of paying my landlord's mortgage. <coughs> Excuse me. Then. You know, you can take stepping stones. Take stepping stones because if you're paying fifteen hundred a month, you know that that that's a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage mm -hmm. at the rates that are right now. Now the rates are going up, so the more the rates go up, the less you're going to be able to afford. So now's the time. Now is the time. Get going. Get off that couch and <laughs> and, and get doing and it. Call Grace Simon. Call Grace Let's Simon. Let's go That's looking right. for houses. I have a few yes. people that have been pre-approved, and they're just sitting on the fence, waiting to for the right time for the rates to go up. The rates to go up <laughs> and for the mortgage rules to change. And so that's why I really wanted to do this uh, broadcast with you, Mom, is just to help inform people that may be sitting on the fence right now and waiting, waiting for prices to go down, waiting for rates to go up, waiting for the mortgage rules to change and see what's happening or see yeah. if they could get more money for their house when they're so in debt. Some, some people, and I'm not talking about anybody particular that I know, I just know in general that there's people carrying a lot of extra weight yeah. They got into a really high mortgage, and like you said, they didn't factor in their utility costs. They're, they're, um, they're transferring, going back and forth. They're commuting back and forth into work. Exactly. You know, their parking costs, their gas costs, everything. They didn't factor in when they moved out into the suburbs, and they're driving a nice car. Their kids are in activities, and so many people do it, and it and it happens. But they say, oh well, we'll just want to wait to see if we can get the most for our house now. And so they'll just wait too long. And if the prices end up do going down um, a little bit in the new year, they've lost out. So I don't know, the time now is good. Uh, the prices are still 2% higher than they were last year. The market is slower, but our prices are still 2% mm -hmm. from what they were last year. Um, so if the, if the homes are priced right, then um, they can get moved. And it just might be the right, perfect time for you just to, uh, to make a change and make a difference. And so don't wait for something that may or may not happen. If the time is right for you, then, then make it right for you.
Excellent. Any other things that you want to add before we sign off? Oh, here we go. We have been hearing about homes not appraising at purchase price at close. Are you still seeing some of that happening? That was a lot of that this year. There was a lot of that happening and it still is not so much on the purchase price now because it seems like the market has adjusted. There's still a little bit of it. I'm seeing that on refinances where people who are refinancing their homes, the appraisals are not coming in to what, they, what their expectations were. Um, so yeah, we're seeing a little bit of that. And uh, that's why now it's so important when you're putting in an offer, even though you're pre-approved, you should put in um, conditional on financing because that's one of the things that will have to be done as an appraisal. If it's an insured mortgage, they usually do their own appraisals, but they have a market analysis that they do. And um, because once you've gone in and you go in firm before, you were almost having to go in firm if you wanted to get a place, and then that's what happened. Some people got caught in that. So it's important <sighs> when you're doing your offer that you're gonna put in that condition, conditional on financing, and give, you know, give four or five days. That's not, um, that's not a bad thing these days. It's a bad thing to get caught buying something and mm -hmm. then it won't appraise That's because right. then where are you going to get that extra money from? You're probably so. better five or six days, not yeah, four or at five least days, five, a little bit longer. Yeah, five, yeah. six days now. Because, For that appraisal yeah. to happen. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you so right. much. That was well, so much you. fun. That was fun. Oh, we'll have to do this more that. often. Are you going to come good. on with me again? <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Oh, so good. And All thank right. you for your thank questions. You. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you, Grace. It was have, a privilege. <laughs> have an awesome night, everybody. Take care. And don't forget to find Miss Irene Wins at Meridian Credit Union in Newmarket. What is a, a number that they can reach you at? Oh, that that's a good question. Well, my, my <laughs> cell, we'll I work it. off of my cell because yes. I don't work in yeah. the office. Um, it's 905 806 5029. That's 905-806-5029. And I'm happy to do a pre-approval for you or answer any questions you might have. Thanks. Well, we will post uh, your email and your phone number on with this site that if anybody does have any questions and needs some pre-approvals or mortgage, just a mortgage advice in general. She is so great. She'll take calls at any hour, well, almost any hour and any time, and she'll get you pre-approved within very hours. short time. <laughs> okay. She's the master. Anyways, Thank have you. an awesome night. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.